the football pod. Booing and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath. Because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards the, the second he hits it, I knew we were under pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, Anthony Moyes, good morning to you. Morning, gentlemen. How are um, we? In the end, in the end, it was kind of what we expected that Goey put up a great fight, but just weren't good enough. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you could summarize it like that. Um, I was I was confident enough. I was buoyant during the week for Goey. I'd flipped a little bit, um, and then kind of coming closer to the game, I was kind of thinking, uh, actually, you know. Because I, I, I essentially was basing it all on the bench and the impact of the bench. But then when I kind of went through the Galway bench, I looked at it and I went, actually, they've even less weapons than Kerry have to come off the bench. So uh, my my whole thesis was around the fact that they should have enough up front. And if you take, say, Walsh and Comer, they that, that'll be two versus one when you just have Clifford on the other side. And I thought that if Comer can chip in with three or four and Walsh can keep, chip in with six or seven, they'll be kind of there, thereabouts. But... What happened? What happened, Comer? Was he just very well marked? Well, we've spoken about this all year. The defensive structure is is very well set in Kerry now. Morley does an unbelievable job. You know, people can Morley does work that if you go back on the tape and watch it, you know, you can see that he is cutting out balls that just never come. So fellas look up and you can see it on numerous occasions in that second half when Galway were trying to change things and get ball into Comer straight after half time. A couple of the lads came up from the full back line, looked up as if to put the ball in, and you can just see uh Avenue cut off, we have to switch and come back out. So Morley is doing all of that unseen work and he's protecting Foley unbelievably well. Is there a part of, in a game like that, where you just have to take the risk and go, this is a 30% ball, but if it comes off, if it comes off once every three times, we break even and so therefore we need to hit that ball in. Is, is there, are we reaching a stage where people are too scared of a turnover? Well, I think, you know, again, I've always felt, and I think the game will will start moving much towards this, that ultimately the teams that want to push on and win big matches and win All-Irelands have to take risks. Um, And Galway had to take risks in that second half. And I think when they were within the game, they should have said to themselves, like people were saying, you know, oh, the goal will be happy with the first half. I don't think they would have been massively delighted with the first half because I think Kerry were at sixes and sevens in that first half. They were all over the place. Bar, and even the scores they got, they got two or three handy enough marks. Um, and you're kind of saying they haven't really created a whole pile. Galway were, 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 were very, very secure. They were, they were, they were um, you know, just confident in their play. Um they were still weren't getting a massive amount, I thought, from their full back line. Like I thought Kelly had a very poor game. Not not necessarily you didn't take away the Clifford point, but you know, he was a fella you could obviously see who was thinking about probably marking Clifford all week, right? Uh, which is which is a nightmare for anyone. But I think they probably should have said to him, Listen, you are going to mark him, but when you don't have the ball, you are going to punch holes for us, which is part of his game. Yeah. It's in it's in his it, armory. It had been all year. Absolutely massive. Like he's a great guy to get beyond the midfield 
and to run straight at defences and then slip a pass say, to Comer coming on the loop. That didn't happen once yesterday. And I think they needed to get Comer, not necessarily, they tried to get him out around the 45 in the second half, but still they needed to get the ball to him out around that so he could do those barnstorming runs, take yeah. a fella on, hit a shoulder. And, you know, even that direct ball which you're talking about, they still didn't try that enough times. So, um now, admittedly, Walsh was obviously having a, like a man of the match, a man of the season type performance. Um, but without him, if a few of those had snuck wide and all of a sudden the confidence started to drain from him, you were kind of going, who else is going to stand up here for Galway? Is that just experience on the sideline? Again, you know, Jack O'Connor makes those changes at halftime. I know Jerry was saying that uh, maybe David Moran wasn't uh, feeling well ahead of the match and that Paul Ganey wasn't playing well, so it's straightforward. But he still takes off his two most experienced players. He's decisive. He makes that change. Whereas it felt there was a bit of dithering on the sideline with Galway, with Comer. Like the, as you said, he just left it that even five minutes too long, ten minutes earlier, get him out. Because by the time he came out, like, Kerry had sat right back. And even when he was getting the ball, they almost seemed happy to let him have it out in the 45. Yeah, there probably was, Nathan. Like, my, it's, I, I'd say it's one of the first All-Irelands in a long time where I kind of look and I go, There's not much, it's a wafer-thin squad on both sides. You know, especially up front. You know, so so Kerry have Killian Spillane. After that, now I know Moynham was injured, but after that you're kind of going, who else comes in here really that's going to make a difference? Like if you go back over the last, okay, Dublin obviously won a mountain of them, but even Tyrone last year, Tyrone were able to bring on match winners. Someone new. So you're in there as a defender, you've seen off a guy for 45, 50 minutes who maybe is fast, pacey, very, very accurate, but then a big monster comes on to you and you're kind of going, well, this is a completely different character now that I'm facing yeah. or vice versa. Kerry didn't have, and Galway certainly didn't have that. Like I think one of the lads who came on, he was making his debut yesterday, and he they didn't even forward. use all their subs. Yeah, so you're kind of going. So, so is that a lack of? They were probably playing off a very thin squad all year, and really, the championship, I suppose, now is so quick fire that you can't really experiment too much. You know, you have to blood those guys in the league. You have to get prepared, and probably Galway were at a situation where they needed to hone in on their defensive qualities they needed to hone in on their game through the league to make sure that they had an All-Ireland push and maybe this year was was kind of one where they went well actually we thought we might get there next year mm. we'll take it but actually we don't have a squad depth of 19 or 20 and I think that ultimately cost them you know because the Comer thing is if you have someone who can come in and say well listen don't worry about it I'll go in there and I'll do the donkey work for you and I'll do the hard ball you go on out now to 11 and we put Walsh on the wing that makes a bit of a different that, that gives you a different look for Kerry but I think Kerry were quite happy. They were kind of saying, listen, we'll have Morley in front of him. We're not going to ca- get caught like Derry did. We're not going to give a goal, okay? How many goals have they given away? Two or three in, in, in Three year? between league and championship. And only one in the championship, yeah. So, so, so they're set from that point of view. And then they're saying to themselves, you know, we have enough elsewhere. Finnerty, you know, they, they had him handled. And then really the rest of the, the Galway lads are kind of more workers around, around the middle and stuff. But I think where Galway probably lost the game was that lack of major energy and drive that they were getting from their full back line especially Kelly daily coming forward I know he came forward once or twice but they really missed a, that kind of real drive and that and, and as you say taking risks that was know? on purpose like that was because they were concerned about the being turned over and conceding the goal or was it that why, why did that happen do you think? it's a horrible situation to be in right because you're marking the best player in the country Okay, so 
at the end of the day, you can always you can all talk about it. But the three of us can talk about it. And I can say, now listen, Nathan, when I go, you pick Clifford up, right? And Nathan goes, yeah, yeah, sure. And then Nathan doesn't pick him up, <laughs> right? And the ball gets slipped to him and he sticks it in the back of the net. And straight away, fingers are pointing at me saying, what were you doing up the field? Yeah. Like where, so if you watch him, anytime he went, he, he, he was running with one eye back. Definitely. Whereas in other matches, he was just gone. Well, definitely got to the halfway line a couple of times and kind of pivoted and turned back and you're like just keep going because yeah. someone someone needs to keep going yeah someone will find um, so, so there was there was never a real kind of an idea you know the way sometimes you, you watch a game and all of a sudden a two or a four are in behind the defence yeah. and they get a pass yeah. and they stick it over the bar and like in modern day football your full back line needs to be as prolific nearly now as your full forward line because ultimately fellas will let them go and they'll end up popping up somewhere else but he, he, he just didn't finish the job if you get me so it, it, it was fear I think of obviously what Clifford could do um, there was maybe a fear of well actually if I go who's going to pick up the man but I think it's an area that Galway needed to make sure like we spoke about this saying that I thought Kelly would put Clifford on his back foot I, I just keep running him back down the pitch yeah. and it may have resulted in Clifford getting a goal or a, but like he still got whatever he got mm. so you needed to make sure that at far end I'm at least going to try to get two or three assists to far end yeah. which didn't happen for them yeah okay the um, post-match there was definitely somebody from the Galway backroom team over talking to the referee about the free kick that he gave when it was a draw game 67 minutes on the clock uh, Galway won a turnover in the left corner back position they're coming out with the ball and it's a free in and it's a handy free and Clifford takes it tips it over and it's like and the Galway never get back level after that um, it felt like it was important and it felt like it was slightly inconsistent with some of the stuff we'd seen beforehand where like the hurling everything was kind of let go you know once you realise the rules of engagement are, this is going to be grand when the ball's in a rook anything goes keep the play yeah. moving let's go and then all of a sudden to okay now now I'm blowing this up that seems to be important I think I think oh we have a little bit of a grand they didn't see the game out and it, you know and they lose by four points in the end but it was a big call it was a massive call um, the referee's handbook and everyone else would say oh it was a free yeah. but there's a free and there's a free and there's a moment in a match and there's something where you pull out I also thought the other one was a bit strange where the the, um, the, the might, ball up yeah you know that could have been mm. like I mean literally that was it was one step over the line and he was outside or inside so yeah you know you like to see referees making those calls. I remember in the semi-final against Derry, McKinless got done for the same kind of thing where he was grabbing fellas and going down and a free against them. It is it is something that they're looking out for. But at that moment, because I, I, I thought probably Comer got got fouled before it when he actually turned the ball over from Murphy. You know, he got he got hit back down to the ground, the ball spilled away and they managed to get it back. But it was an enormous, it was a big swing because you have the ball, you're in control of the ball. And at that stage... That score for Galway potentially could get could take three or four minutes. Yeah. You know, if you're controlling the ball, all of a sudden it's seventy minutes facing a kick out from Kerry and you're a point up. Instead you're sixty seven minutes, we're a point down and we have to get the ball all the way up the far end of the field. And at that stage it, the, the pitch becomes twice the size it really is. So it is an enormous call. If it happens in the fifth or sixth minute, you kinda of go, that doesn't really make a difference. Well if it happened but at in the that fifth stage, six minutes, if if because are we saying that that had not happened at all in the game up to that point? That you know, like Oh, it happens it, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and so you were letting it go earlier, but now you're not letting it go. Yeah. Like, um, up to that point, I thought the game had been refereed really well. But I do think that, like, I can see why if you're a Galway, uh, that's going to haunt you. It's, it, I think it is going to haunt you. 
I'm 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 still sli- carrying the best team. Yeah, I'm slightly. I don't think Daly needed to do it because he actually had a man behind him who he should have just turned around and slipped the ball to. I don't think it was the the losing of the game. Sorry, it possibly was the losing of the game, but I think Galway could have won the game. I think genuinely Galway could have won gonna, the game. I'm going to hold you there. We're going to go to the the team hotel oh, in just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but Kerry ultimately had, you know. The player of the year, uh, they were more efficient and they had a much, much better defensive structure than, than Galway. And they saw it at the game, you know, they managed the game. And uh, sorry, and they also had the guy to come in and make the impact off the bench, which was Killian Spillane. Yeah, um, he is a completely different player. It's it's the point you're making about, um, you know, you have you have one test and then you have another test and he's completely different from the player they replaced him with. 100%. Well, he was he was very direct. You could see, look at me, he kicked a bad one when he came on mm. off his memory. Just, and I kind of thought, oh, that's not going to be good for his confidence. But he came around, took the next ball, took, I think, um, who did he take on on the outside? Kieran Malloy took him on the outside, went around the one, he fisted over the bar. He also, you know, he, he, he was a guy who was constant threat and he was someone that Clifford needed in there beside him. Um, so I think he got to and was had a hand in, obviously, the, the, the free for the third one. So he's, he's, he, he made a big difference. He essentially saw out the game for Kerry. Um, how, how many All-Irelands are they going to win was, um, was Tommy's last question to Paddy Andrews. That was a ridiculous question, but it's not really. How many are they going to win? Like the, the thing about it is, again, I'm going back to my earlier comment about the the the, the razor thin kind of panel. Like, if I look at the rest of the chasing pack, shall we say, there's a lot of very strong squads and teams in there. I don't think anyone would be kind of looking at Kerry, kind of going, "Wow, these guys are going to dominate for the next seven or eight years." Okay, well, let's let's head over to the team hotel. I'm delighted to say we've got Jack O'Connor with us. Uh, Jack, <laughs> good morning to you. How are you? Well, I was often held here, but I'm really happy. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about um, the, the feeling in the immediate aftermath, because you, you talked a good bit about the pressure that the team were under. So is it relief? Is it joy? How does it compare? That's a mixture of everything, really. Um, to be honest with you, I, this team have been under pressure, and uh, I think that possibly showed, um, particularly in the first half yesterday, I think we just were a bit unsettled and snatchy at chances and that. I mean, we kicked six or seven ways before Galway had a wait. And I thought I think that was the story of the first half. We were happy enough that in general play we were doing well, but we certainly weren't composed enough up front. So it was a case of just getting them into the dressing room and settling things down. And uh, I think they showed that we kicked 13 points in the second half, which is good, good going. You said in the uh, post-match press conference there was a few yahoos in the uh, in the halftime team talk. What did you say? <laughs> no, we won't be going into that now. Ah, uh, look. <laughs> I just look. Sometimes, you know, we we we're normally fairly composed in the in the dressing room, and you know, there's never any loud loud talking or shouting or anything like that. But I I felt that the boys were a bit lethargic yesterday. Maybe, maybe you know, you don't you don't use that kind of of um, a, 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 of a tactic very often. But sometimes it's needed. You know, that fellas just need to just go at the go at the game. I thought I thought there was there was a way more in us. And uh, look, that that showed in the second half that that. I mean, because Galway didn't go away. Like, I mean, we needed to play very, very well in the second half to win that game. Because Galway just kept at it, and uh, they went two points up. We pegged them back. They go back up again. And um, look, off the top of my head, there was nothing in that game until the last five minutes when we got a couple of scores to pull away. Yeah, the the um, intensity of your play in the last five six minutes was at a higher level than Galway's, and there was probably a few goal chances for you as well. So that was the team being calm. In the clutch moments, what do you put that down to? 
look, the team, the, 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 this group of lads are maturing. I mean, the, 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 there's been, as I said to you earlier, there, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, near misses over the last few years. And, uh, you know, over the years, and particularly this year, I think that, you know, we, we, we proved, they, they proved that, you know, they could win tight games. I mean, the Dublin game was a big landmark moment for this group, really and truly. And like when push came to shove yesterday, we had that to fall back on. That was a game that we could easily, very easily have lost. And I mean, it did take a remarkable kick uh, at the end to win it, but it was the way that we, we hung in there when the game was going against us in the second half uh, against Dublin with all the momentum and the wind behind them and the hill behind them. That was, that was a, a defining moment for the group, I feel. Because it's funny, people talk about experience and how Kerry were more experienced than Galway, but some of that experience was actually losing big games an All-Ireland Final replay, an All-Ireland Final uh, against the Dubs in, in 19 as well, where that could have been something that was more traumatic. And, and that uh, and that's potentially why the semi-final was so important, because that, that was the exorcism of some of those goals, was it? Uh, possibly, yeah, possibly. I mean, my last All-Ireland Final was, was, was 11 years ago in 2011. And, and uh, you know, we lost an agonising, uh, we had suffered an agonising defeat that day, you know, Stephen Cluxton's famous free. Uh, that was a very, very tough one. Uh, did, I, did we learn from it? I tell you something. The one thing you learn is that it doesn't go away from you. You know, those those games that you lose like that, they stay with you. They stay with you in a way that the wins don't even stay with you. You know, so if you can't learn from that kind of stuff, you never learn. And so, therefore, this team, uh, when you say they're maturing, their their game management is maturing, their understanding of how to win games and, and what what's required particularly down the stretch is maturing how do you work on that how did how like what over the course of the year when did you feel that was happening oh well i think the league is a very important competition now anybody anybody who has ambitions of of, of winning the championship needs to you know be road tested in the league and the league in many ways is a simulator for the championship and we had we had some very we had some great results and some tough games this year in the, in, the, in the league we we you know we had a game down in three in the month of february uh, the, where we beat Mayo by a point in a, in a, in a, in a, on a very bad night with, with a huge crowd in, in, in Astastag Park. I think there was maybe ten or 12,000 there. That was a game that I felt, you know, we could refer back to many times afterwards. And and uh, we, did, we had a tough game of Oban Armagh. We won a tight game there. Uh, we, won, we won a couple of more tight games. And all that feeds into the confidence and the belief that when push comes to shove, you know, you find a way in. You know that's what he did against Dublin and, and again yesterday. And one last thing, can you talk to us a little bit about the influence of, of Paddy Talley on the, the game plan and how that evolved over the, the course of the year? I uh, look, Paddy is Paddy is, is a top class coach, and uh, you know he's you know we've had great fun this year. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe Paddy does things a little bit different to you know the way we do things down in Kerry, but uh, the balance we got in the management I think was very important. And uh, crucial. I mean, Mike and Diarmuid are, are 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 great brains for the game as well, and we all contributed to coaching. But Paddy just was a, just a little bit different. I think he just brought the balance to the the coaching ticket that we needed. Because the defensive record is sensational. One goal in championship conceded, and an absolute worldie from from Cormac Costello to score that. Yeah, yeah. And I just said after the you know the game yesterday to the to the written press that. Uh, Anytime Kerry don't concede goals, you you have a chance, you know, because we we do have have, have forwards that can kick points, and I mean twenty points will win you a lot of games once you once you don't concede a goal or two, and that was that was that was that was the same story yesterday.
Jack, I, don't, I know you don't like uh, blowing smoke up people's asses down in Kerry, and you've seen uh, you've seen the best of them. Where does uh, David Clifford rank? Look, he's a remarkable young lad in many ways. That you know the weight the the weight of of of, of uh, the kingdom is on his shoulders. You know the weight of expectation, and the way he handles himself, the way he always comes up in the big games and in the big moments is just remarkable. I mean. After the game yesterday, just for the crack, I went over to, you know, the the corner of the of, of the Cusick and, and the hill to have a look at where he kicked that free from. That was a remarkable free. Won't anyone tell you otherwise? Like, uh, that was in Morris Fitz territory that free because um, it was an absolutely crucial score. I thought that gave us the breathing space. Uh, that was I was right out towards the sideline into a very tricky uh, crosswind in the hill 16. So that was some kick. But look, he's just a remarkable man. He's He's blessed with a temperament where uh, he raises to the big occasion. doesn't get the better of him, and sure, that's that's a great gift. It feels like this is the start of something for this team, that uh, a, a dam burst. You, you talked about Cluxton's free being your last time there as a, as a manager. It feels like there's a, a similar level of talent in this group. A similar level of talent to, to the, the Dubs. Dublin team yourself? Yeah. Ah, look, I wouldn't be making those claims because that Dublin team was obviously the greatest team of all time. You know, with some of the with some of the greatest players ever. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be making those claims. No. I'm just hoping that this uh, win will, will, will lift that burden of pressure off the, these Kerry players and that they can go on and, and, and achieve more success. But we won't be making any big claims. We'll enjoy this one. This is this is a sweet a sweet one and uh, we'll enjoy it and sure look we'll dust ourselves down after a couple of months and see where we go. Well look, we'll let you go. Thanks a million for uh, joining yeah. us this morning, Jack. Thank, Cheers. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jack O'Connor obviously very happy there. Um we, we can make some big claims about them if if Ben's not going to. They're, they're, uh, I fear we're not going to talk enough about Clifford is the thing because we've just come to expect it. Like we've just come to expect that he will deliver on All-Ireland Final Day. Yeah, like the, the funny thing about it is you don't come into the game with any question mark over that he won't deliver. Mm. There's no kind of like he's going to, you know, fill the togs here. He's going to, his head's not going to be right. You know, he's not. So the only question mark you have over him is, is he fit or not fit? And even when he wasn't fit, <laughs> he was still scoring well, whatever Jack he said scored there, against like he, Mayo. He has the weight of Kerry on his yeah. shoulders. And it's only when uh, you're at a final or surrounded by Kerry supporters, you fully understand what that pressure is. Like Killian Spillane, you mentioned that bad wide he kicked. Like, it was the first time he touched the ball. The lads around me were like, what the hell is he doing on the pitch? Yeah, get him off. Get yeah, him off. Yeah, like, Paul, yeah. I, Paulie Clifford, after 10 minutes, gave the ball away. One of the lads behind me, he's only on the team because his brother's there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's insane. Well, the well, the, well, the level on. of expectation down there. So, so you know, like we spoke about Connor O'Connor and what the Kildare job and everything. Like This is his third spin, obviously, with Kerry. You know, and it's, it's a thing of he goes in again under massive pressure when Kerry are probably... Like I'd say, after the last one, did player did people blame him down there? One hundred percent, they blamed him, right? So the, he comes back in again. Backroom team change brings in someone like Paddy Talley, who I would say Kerry people looked at and went, "Sorry, this guy is a defensive coach. We're not a defensive. We're we're playing the traditional football. We don't need to play that Ulster style type of stuff." So you can imagine the the pressure he again was coming under. And for for a, a spell, Kerry even throughout the league, they were playing a, quite a you know counter attacking type game. Um, 
very defensive um, which of course is what you need to do in the modern game but you can imagine it's stuck in the craw of, of an awful lot of Kerry people so he went against all of that and ultimately he got to the holy grail by saying no he was he was right you know but uh, like I mean he deserves an all, a lot of plaudits um, for obviously doing it and doing it his way um, he's a smart backroom team like Mike Quirk and a couple of other guys around him he, he you know and and I think you know he he alluded to it, and obviously you heard him saying it last night. They won that game last yesterday in that last six or seven minutes when they have lost games recently in that last six or seven minutes. So that's a big swing. You know, people might say, "Well, what is it? like the Dublin game?" Even that was a big swing. They they could have lost that game against Dublin, but yeah. they managed to. And it's actually not the scores for that Clifford gets in those situations. It's the stuff like the Stephen O'Brien blocks. It's those other things. It's those smaller things that you don't really kind of look at that that actually make those situations happen. Because um, you're going to get scores. Like I mean, you're going to get those things with Kerry. But it's the other things where the body is being put on the line, the chasing back that occurs, and you saw an insatiable appetite for them for that work rate yesterday. Yeah, and and I, you can argue over the course of the championship as well that that Dublin game like is a game that would have got away from this team over the last couple of years and and look, maybe a better Dublin team would have you know and, uh, the ifs ands and uh, maybe yeah, are yeah. going to go long into the winter like uh, if Khan plays in that semi-final are we saying <clears throat> it's different I'm not sure I still think maybe Kerry might have got it done this year because there was something about them that steel was there I don't know it's a hard one and you know it goes back to your previous question about the chasing pack you know I put there's there's it's a brilliant time for Gaelic football in the sense of it's quite a level playing field at the top there's definitely six I think there's six teams if not seven teams that are you could you like you, 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 there's there's favourites but you're kind of going uh, you know on any like injuries different things to big players like squad depth like I'd still put Tyrone and Dublin squad depth ahead of the two teams yesterday the one thing is that about that squad depth is that um, there's a suggestion that Brian Fenton might be uh, thinking about taking the year out I'm not sure uh, there's, there's strong rumours that Desi might be finishing up mm. and that Declan Darcy might be uh, coming in that was uh, um, that swept there was a New York GA fundraiser in Croke Park on Friday or Saturday night and um, that was the seat of all rumours uh, that's where the Jason Sherlock to uh, Monaghan rumour right. <laughs> it was rumour uh, mill it's on the back page of the um, was Desi there yesterday for the presentation I don't think so I, no. I don't think so um, I'm not sure if he's he's around at the moment um, and so I, there's some, some suggestion that there'll be work commitments that might yeah, be, could just be yeah. an issue um, but even in, into the future as well so uh, like people in the know didn't know what the future was so there's a huge period of transition there's a, a new Donegal manager there's a new Monaghan manager there is Derry Armagh a new, a new Mayo manager yeah all of whom will be thinking well if Tyrone can do that and Galway can do that why can't we do that now my one concern is Jack O'Connor just said there that hopefully this this victory relieved a bit of that pressure on them and if uh, if that Kerry team plays unhindered in the first half with, yeah. the, with the expectation now they're like we're all other winners and they start getting cocky. Then you do have a, a very talented group of young core players who are actually going to get better. Clifford hasn't peaked yet. I don't think Clifford has peaked. No. no. And but, so, but at the same time, I look, Moran is probably getting close to being done. Gini is probably getting close to being done. Stephen O'Brien is, like, I mean, brilliant first half yesterday, but, you know, he's a guy that you're probably saying, is he going to, he will go again, absolutely, but you're just, you're just, you're just getting closer to that other side, whereas, 
And they're three big players, and that's three out of 15. So you're saying, okay, yes, Moran can be replaced. You know, they've got guys waiting in the wings to do that. O'Connor, Jack Barry, whoever else comes in. I still think they need one one extra forward. And I am not just saying a, a workhorse. They need one extra, seriously. So is that Killian Spillane who stands up and goes, actually, I can do this over 70 minutes, not just 15 or 20? That's the big question for them. Or do they bring someone, they spring someone completely out of the blue? Because all of the great teams have had... I'm not saying two Cliffords, but they definitely have two lesser Cliffords, if you get me. But you have two threats that if you take him out, you've still got this other guy in the corner who's 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 performing really, really well. Yeah. And, you know, the great Dublin team of that last, the generational team, had that. They had guys that once you, you mark two of them, someone else pops up out of somewhere mm. else and gets yeah. one six and you're kind of going, well, geez, we didn't we didn't countenance that. So I still think they need to find that, wherever that is. Maybe that's, maybe that's there on the bench. You know, maybe it is there. Maybe we just haven't seen it this year. Maybe there has... Because O'Connor is a type of a fella. He's always been a manager that has been very, very loyal to guys who have done it for him and have said, no, no, you will get that. Like, I mean, Paul Murphy has been there thereabouts. And really, he... You know, once once he was gone, he was gone. And he only... But but he was still his go-to man with 15 minutes to go in that defence. But he... So he doesn't chop and change much. He doesn't just throw flyers out there um, too often. No, it will be an interesting league campaign to see if they can... Uh, well, do teams figure out how to play against them as well? Because you say it's such a condensed season now. There's not a huge amount of time, but there's a lot of new coaching tickets coming in. There'll be a lot of time spent watching the videos of the Kerry defence and what they've changed to solidify it. That actually, six months of looking at that, people will be able to pick holes a little bit easier. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it, is, it is a tricky thing to do. Like The, the, the one, the, 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 I think it was... Um, Johnny Heaney shot I think it was Heaney's remember the one Stephen O'Brien blocked so Daly comes in and pa- pa- gives that pass but the whole idea there was to try to get Morley out of six so what you're trying to do is you're trying to get Morley looking one way and whilst, whilst just throwing a ball to the far side mm. now they tried it once or twice where they were kind of running to the right and then they threw a ball kind of diagonally across left to try and get it in behind Morley to a fella coming in from the far side didn't work out on, on, on a couple of occasions but it very nearly did on that occasion but yes absolutely Nathan someone's going to have to decide well do we just push a man up on Morley do we sacrifice a man at the back um, and do we just go right up on them and actually have seven you, need, you definitely need to do that for portions of the game, but Correct. then you also need an extra man at the back. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So you can play with 16 or 17. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to stop them. Yeah. Yeah. Before you go, Shane Walsh, because if Galway win this, like this is the Shane Walsh final. In 50 years' time, they're talking about the Shane Walsh final. Like it was Stanley Matthews-esque. I thought he was man the match. I, I'd, I, I would have given a man the match because I've, I don't think I've seen... Clifford is an unbelievable player, don't get me wrong, but I think Walsh yesterday literally grabbed the whole of the Galway team and said, listen, sit up there on my back because I'm going to do this for you. Now, he, he, he showed his full repertoire of skills yesterday. It was... It was I've... I've Unfairly, maybe, kind of, I've questioned his resolve or his um, his maybe his 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 mental capacity over the last number of years. But I think it was the sixty second or the sixty third minute that he had a free. Remember, um, there was a long delay. They hadn't scored. Mm. I think since the forty seventh minute, and it was a tricky free, and he was outstanding over it for a long, long time. And I said, if he misses this, it's all over. It's done. They're 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 gone. Um, and he just he just stood up and just clipped it over the bar and like just curled it over the bar as if like that's that's no, no problem. Big deal. Let's go, let's go again. The scores from play were <laughs> absolutely like I mean he's marking in my view the guy who was very close who was definitely in the top three for player of the year. Yeah, sorry, he was being marked. Mm. 
Tom O'Sullivan is no slouch. That guy is as quick as you can get as a, as a defender. Very, very sticky. Has put the X on forwards all year. And he didn't get within a hand of him. Like, he actually made him look like... like he was, he was a bit, Only because he has had such a year and Kerry have such belief in him, they left him on. Because, you know, I'd say they were saying to themselves, well, who else can do the job? Yeah. Like, who else could you put on him? Because he was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I mean, what a, what a, what a performance by him. An awful pity for him. Um, to obviously, it ends the way it is. And McDade, by the way, I thought, like, I mean, from a... Like I mean, from a midfielder's point of view, to kick four in an All Ireland from play, nearly get a fifty. Just snapped at that one when they kind of needed it. It is, uh, yeah. But he was they had three uh, wides in a row around that period, um, and one of them was the the sideline, which you know ostentatious to go for it, but he kind of had to go for it. Yeah, I thought. I thought. They, I, I. I thought that was one of those again. I thought they should have played that short. Like, I mean, they should have worked something. They should have kept the ball. I thought it was just a bit. You know. Uh, you know. Like I think they needed to try to work something else in that in that situation. Now, he's kicking it. Yeah. So if he gets I, it, you go. Yeah, I was yeah. backing him to do it because it kind of felt like um, it's Morris Fitz. But uh, right, worthy champions. They were the best team this year. Correct. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, who's getting the meat gig? Having a clue. <laughs> Every time he comes in. Yeah. I thought that would have been around a rumour mill on obviously it wasn't no, no, it wasn't yet. high up the agenda. No, have yet. you met anybody for a coffee or anything like that that we should know about? No, no, no. Don't know. Um there there's excitement in Monaghan. Uh I've I've met a couple of uh prominent Monaghan people over the weekend and they were very excited about the prospect of, of J.O. coming down. Wow. So um, There you go. O T B A M with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.